0: Please read with me Acts chapter 2, verses 22 through 24. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Verse 36. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly, that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they had heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now read chapter 5, please. verses 27 through 33 and when, they had, and when they had brought them they set them before the council and the high priest asked them saying did we did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name and behold you have filled jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us then peter and the other apostles answered and said what ought to obey we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of the and we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obeyed him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. The title of this message is a question, Pricked or Cut? Pricked or Cut? If you were to go back and do a parallel of the two messages that Peter preached, they are almost identical. They're almost identical. He calls upon the promises to the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He calls upon them through the law. He testifies unto them under the law. He also brings up the prophets. He cites Joel in chapter 2. And also he, he cites a host of the, of the prophets uh, indirectly as he mentions that Jesus Christ is a prince and a savior, the deliverer of Israel. He is that expectant king. They were waiting on the kingdom, and they thought their king would deliver them from the oppression of Rome. But he did express to them the law and the prophets and the promises unto the fathers in both passages. He does tell them in both passages. If you were to go back to chapter 2, he does testify unto both of them that they're both in need of repentance and they're both in need of forgiveness of sins. Chapter 2, verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, who will call on the name of the Lord? Those that need salvation. Those that need deliverance. Those that cannot help or defend or deliver themselves. Almost identical. He says that Jesus Christ is indeed that Savior appointed by God the Father. He does in both passages, he declares the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead by the power of God unto the benefit of his people. He commends both groups of people unto that Lord. He says that both, and and we read in chapter 2, he says this same Jesus whom ye have crucified and these works were done in your presence. You saw these things. He he cast a conviction of guilt. He tells them, both groups, that they are guilty of the blood of Jesus Christ. He does not shy away from these topics. They're almost identical. But you see there's two very different outcomes in chapter 2. chapter 5 one group of people were pricked one group of people were cut okay so that we're we're gonna we're gonna get into what this means and 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 how these things can be how is it that the same message can be can be preached and some uh, are, are angered while others are brought to tears few years ago i was at a a conference and the man speaking he 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 brought a message and i could tell you all about that but we i I won't digress but but he sat down next to me we were and and after his preaching he turns to me and and he was saying well i i I don't feel like i did much with that and i lifted my eyes to him My, my eyes were full of tears and 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 the lord so had touched my heart and, and 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 pricked my heart but but in a joyful way see even the speaker didn't under didn't didn't what wasn't privy to the things that, that that the lord was doing on my heart how how can it be that one is so affected by God and, and another is so affected in their flesh. What's well, the power of God? That's right. How is it that a message is preached and and and, and some of the group are brought to smiles and joy and, and just want to shout? You know, for the ladies who can't who can't author an amen, you just want to pick up your flag and, and wave it, or, or or shake something, or or, or just oh, you're overfilled with joy. How is it that that one could could have all, all the all the triumph of the spirit from a message and, and another be brought to anger? One is pricked and the other is cut. That word pricked, it means to pierce but metaphorically brought to pain or agitated, but agitated unto a sorrow is what that means. They, they, they try to prick your heart on TV. You know, they play all these sad songs and want you to donate to different causes to, to save these animals and, and whatever. You know, there, there's, a, there's, there's an attempt of at drawing in emotions, but God doesn't attempt to do anything, Right? That word pricked in chapter 2 is an evident mercy of God and a response to the things that had been preached concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? They were, they were, they were pricked in the mind, which is the heart. It says they were pricked in, in, their, in their heart. Okay? And that the seed of emotions, the essence of the person. But I believe in being pricked in the heart, you see uh, that that God doesn't prick anyone without them also uh, being granted the new birth. You see, I I believe that's evident. If you look in John chapter 3, John chapter 3. Begin reading in verse five, Jesus says, the Lord Jesus Christ says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, uh, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. I believe one being pricked of God in the in the heart or their seed of emotions, they are also likewise granted the new birth in life of of their of their soul. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. This is not talking about a new birth of mind. There's plenty of people who are drawn to tears and are sorrow, but yet for a season. The the accompanied new birth does prick the mind. It also changes behavior. And we'll look at that in just a second. He says, Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh. And whether it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Those that are pricked of God are done so by the Spirit of God being made alive, given the new birth, and their minds are thus affected, and their their bodies, their behaviors are thus affected. They were pricked. What happened in God pricking them? They were panicked. We, we studied that. Chapter 2. In chapter 2, and verse 7, 37, Now when they heard this being pricked, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what do we do? What shall we do? They knew that they had slain the Son of God. They knew that they had rejected God Almighty. They knew that in their living and in their religion and their understanding that they were adverse to God. What do we do? They knew that they had misunderstood the scriptures. John chapter 5, John chapter 5 and verse 39. The Lord Jesus says, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And there they which testify of me. They thought they had eternal life. They had rejected the Son of God. They had blasphemed God. They had misunderstood the Scriptures concerning Christ, concerning religion, concerning the law, concerning their living, concerning themselves and the futility of self-righteousness. They had misunderstood everything. And now they found themselves plainly in a place of panic, panic but how so? It says they were pricked. It means they were passive in that, right? If I prick your heart, that doesn't save anybody. That's right. Who pricked their heart? Who did it? They were passive. Now when they heard this they were pricked in their heart. Did Peter prick their heart? No, he didn't. No. Because if Peter pricked their heart, he would have pricked their heart in chapter 5. Right? Remember, we read that there were thousands that were saved and then there was another time that one man was saved and there was another time that nobody was saved. We've, that's how far we've come in the book of Acts. If pricking came by preaching, then God would call the polished, right? He would call those that had persuasive skills. He would not have called me. He, But it's the Spirit of God that pricks and how wonderful that is. The Spirit of God pricks and convicts and 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 speaks of guilt to the sinful man. Being pricked, they begged for remedy, and that's what happens. If someone is pricked by God, they beg for remedy. I believe Bartimaeus was pricked of God. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. I believe a woman, an issue of blood, spent all she had, she was pricked of God. And just, just tried to just try to touch at him. Being pricked of God. Being pricked of God, one will cry out, What do I do? How can it be? I'm guilty before God. Where can I go? Help me, please. The sweet relief of that answer. I believe in Acts chapter 2, Peter gave them the answer before they asked the question. Again, chapter uh, chapter 2 and verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered. Why would someone call on the name of the Lord? Because they have been pricked in their heart. Well, who did that? God Almighty, the Holy Spirit. Why would they call on the name of the Lord? No man shall come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. That's right. Yeah. You see the operation of the Trinity here. Pricked of God. What a, what a sweet answer to those who were in need. What a sweet answer. He tells them in verse chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For or because of the remission or forgiveness of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Wait a second, that sounds backwards. Well that repentance comes because someone is born again. I, I believe the first, the first step, if you'll allow me that word of salvation... Is the new birth, the work of God, and the new birth coming, a, a, a person that is that that does not believe or someone who is dead cannot repent. That's right. Amen. So I believe one made alive by the spirit of God, being pricked of God will turn from self to Christ, yep. and one without being pricked of God cannot turn to Christ, nor would they have the desire to. Right. So then when he says, repent and be baptized that word bat, that the baptism would be the first step or the first operation that one would do being a saved person having already been saved because of the forgiveness of sins when he mentions the holy the gift of the holy spirit i believe that's a that's a special indication that god almighty has given to his assembly he promised the comforter would come back in john chapter 15 and we, we've already covered that ground But it all starts with the pricking of the heart by God Almighty. And a pricked man, a pricked man will do just what Peter told them to do. Look back at the book of Luke, if you would, please. Luke chapter 5. This is the calling of of Matthew called Levi. But you you see what accompanies this passage. Luke chapter 5. Begin reading in verse 27. Luke chapter 5 and verse 27. And after these things, he went forth and saw a publican. Now these guys are dirty, rotten scumbags and tax collectors and thugs. The Romans hated them. The Jews did too. You know, when we practice church discipline, we're to treat these people as as a publican. What's that mean? To avoid them. That's what Jesus said. These people were to be avoided notorious sinners saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom and he said unto him follow me and he left all rose up and followed him now you can miss a lot in there because that's a short sentence and just roll on why would Levi leave everything he had his position His income, his influence, his associations, his lifestyle, his life, everything. Why would he do that? Because he was pricked in the heart by God Almighty. He saw himself as a sinner, no doubt. He saw himself as one that had cried out against God with his mouth and his living. And being pricked of God in sorrow yet converted his grief turned to gratitude he did rise up and he followed after Christ and you see the joy in that because read the next sentence and Levi made a great feast in his own house this was a celebration day for Levi this wasn't a day of regret or remorse This was a celebration day. He had been pricked and loosed of those things. He had been granted deliverance by God Almighty. Yet it was started in that pricking of his heart, I believe. Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. Why were they there? Because Levi invited them. He saved me. He can save you too. You you can just see the joy bouncing off the page here of Levi. But what came first? As he sat there in his smugness and his sinfulness, he was pricked in the heart. He was converted of God. He was granted the new life and new birth. He followed after Christ and now made a living of it. You can compare what happened to him to what happened to Zacchaeus, what Zacchaeus do. He repaid all. He went from being in the black to being in the red. Boom, in a hurry, didn't he? A prick man will be obedient. A prick man will be obedient. We saw that in Acts chapter 2. Repent and be baptized. In Acts chapter, and keep. let's, just, let's read it here in Luke while we're there. A prick man will be obedient. So he was pricked. Jesus said, "Follow me," and he did. Yeah. Okay. In Acts chapter two, men and brethren, what do we do? Repent and be baptized. And then in verse, and hold your place there. In Luke, men and brethren, what do we do? Repent and be baptized. Then verse forty one, Acts chapter two and verse forty one. Then they gladly received the, his word. Were baptized. Verse forty two, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. A pricked man will be obedient. A pricked heart will have a joyful heart. Again, Levi made a great party about it. In Acts chapter 2, they were glad about it. They gladly received the word. They came from all over. Remember, they had to take up a collection because there were some people that came from afar. And they weren't firemen. They came from a a distance. So they made wet. these people were ready to, 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 to forsake their lives to follow after Christ, gladly receiving the word. That's, a, that's quite an impression of pricking leaves on a sinful man, isn't it? If the heart is pricked by God, there's a new way of walking and a new way of talking, as the song says. How wonderful that the Lord pricks the hearts of sinners. How wonderful continue reading in the book of luke there he, he, he threw a big party the scribes and pharisees murmured against his disciples this is in chapter luke chapter 5 and verse 30 they murmured against the disciples saying why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners now this is maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves here but you can see that these these men are cut How could you do such a thing? Oh, they disdain these people. Why would you do such a thing? They don't even wash their hands. What's the matter with you? Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. This time of year, there's a whole bunch of people that come to me and they want antibiotics and steroids and all kinds of stuff. There's very few people that just come in and want to check on me and see how I'm doing and just, just, want to, just want to hang out. A lot of times the people even come for blood work. They have a list of items they want to cover and that's, that's fine. That's what we do. But well people don't just come in and just just check it out. So how did these people know they were sick? Were these righteous people didn't he says I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance? They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick, what's the difference? How did these people know they were sick? How did these people know they were sinners? How did Levi? He was pricked of God. You see, this isn't something. I mean, we all all men we can read that. In Romans, that all men are hardwired with a conscience. And we know that we sin. We know that by nature we're sinners. But there's a difference between the conscience of man just knowing we're sinners versus being pricked by God in the heart. There's a difference there. Those that are pricked in the heart, what do they do? They follow after Christ. He says, Follow after me. And he followed after him. There were were Republicans and there were sinners, and I believe all manner of sinners were there. They follow after Christ being pricked in the heart. Someone says that they're saved, but they're not a follower of Christ. Well, what what does it mean that they were pricked in the heart? What does that mean? Again, a, a person that is pricked in the heart will be obedient to Christ, and they'll be joyfully obedient unto Christ. And now we can see the contrast here over in chapter 5. Look over in Acts chapter 5. These people, they were not pricked, but they were cut. Chapter 5 and verse 33, when they heard that, when they heard the same message, essentially, now it wasn't word for word verbatim the same thing, but the overall view was the same. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. That word cut means song or rent or torn with vexation or trouble. Big word here, exasperated. Exasperated. Kids like to watch this little show, I Love Lucy. And you can see at times that Ricky is just exasperated. He he is irritated and frustrated with Lucy, and he just doesn't know what to do, right? Irritated and frustrated, just, just doesn't know what to do. But but so these men were exasperated in anger, and you know that because they wanted to kill him. It says that. They took counsel to slay them, to kill them. That's a big difference being pricked or cut, isn't it? Men and brethren, what do we do? To be relieved of the guilt of what you said. Being pricked, then obedient and joyfully receiving those things that were said. And then continuing on. Versus being so troubled that they wanted these people dead. Those are two extremes. And I don't believe there's any in the middle. Because one is an operation of God being pricked and the other is the operation of the flesh being cut. I believe all by nature are cut. Well, I don't know about that. Well, what's, what does the natural man want to do? He wants to be like God. So you tell someone to repent. Repent. You can't be like God doing what you're doing. You can't be like God. There is one God, and yet three, the Trinity, that's a separate subject, but I believe three in one Trinity, Father, Son, Spirit. You can't be like God. That's why Jesus Christ had to die. You can't be like God, but God hath exalted Jesus Christ by his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance To Israel and forgiveness of sins. You can't be like God. But Jesus Christ came. Call upon the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. And this is irritating. They were cut to the heart because, in their natural condition, they rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ. No, I I I want to do something. It, It can't be Him. You know they saw in him. You can read in Isaiah 53. Just looking on him, they disdained. Hey, oh yeah, you, you're you're old Mary's boy, and we know about Mary. Yeah, you're the son of God, but there's your brothers and sisters. They dis they, they they disdained him. They wagged their heads. Oh, if you be the Christ, bring yourself down. If if you are the Lord, save yourself and us too wagging their heads. They rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ. They rejected Jesus himself. They rejected him. These men that he was speaking to, we, uh, we know that that there were doctors in the law. We're going to read in time to come about Gamaliel, how he was a, basically a professor in the law. Paul studied underneath him. That these people, I believe, were around when Jesus Christ taught in the temple as a kid. And they remembered him and the, and, and, and their, their irritation by him. Oh, just his name was like fingernails on a chalkboard. They couldn't stand. Whenever they said, look back in our text, in verse 28, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? They wouldn't even mention his name. They hated him so much. As an individual, they hated him. Why? Because he represented their need. They thought. They thought they were somebody because they were the children of Abraham. They thought they were somebody because they they kept the law. They thought they were somebody. Oh, we've never been servants to anybody, forgetting about Egypt and Babylon and Assyria and the whole book of Judges and the present condition under Rome. They rejected the gospel. Why were they cut to the heart? Because they rejected the gospel, that they had need of salvation. They rejected Jesus Christ as a person and in his exaltation. They were cut to the heart because I believe they generally didn't like Peter. Peter. They rejected and the apostles. It says that that Peter and the apostles said these things, right? It says Peter said, uh, verse 29, then Peter and the other apostles answered. I believe they generally rejected Peter and the apostles. You see that back in chapter two, a glimpse of that. Aren't aren't these just fishermen? How can they be doing these things? But they rejected the servants of God. Oh, we're learning the law. Are you going to teach us? They rejected that the fathers served this same God. Why did they do that? Same reason people do it today. There's a lot of people that, that use the name of Jesus Christ and they float it around. They might even use the same words of, of repentance and gospel and, and grace and mercy. They might use those same words. So why... Why is there such a hard rejection to the truth of the word of God as administered by the pillar and ground of the truth, the Lord's assembly? Why is that? Why are people so cut in the heart by what is preached here? Is it because we're just mean and nasty people? I don't believe so. What were they doing? They were holding on to their self-righteousness according to the law. The uh, oh, I, I've checked all the boxes. Yes, I've done this and I've done that, and 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 I'm, I'm blameless. I've never they just go through the points in the law. I've never done this. I've never done this. I've never done this. I've never done this. Not knowing that there's plenty of non-smoking, non-speeding, non-cussing virgins that are burning in judgment, not aware that those that, that are just generally moral and good are still sinners before the living God. No, holding on to their righteousness. Paul said they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. They go about to establish their own righteousness and submitting to the righteousness of God. Paul said that in Romans chapter 10. They're holding on to their self-righteousness. Why were they cut to the heart? Because they thought they were okay before God. Just as those in, in time of old, they preached peace, peace, when there was no peace. Why were they cut to the heart? Because they're holding on to their self-righteousness as the seed of Abraham. There's a lot of folk that, that believe that they're saved just because of who they are, or who their parents are. There's a lot of folks that think they're okay by those things. Well, Daddy believed this, and you know, There's a lot of people that when I talk to them, oh yeah, I believe my daddy was a preacher. Well, so what? Your daddy being a preacher won't save you any more than Abraham could have saved them. Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Could a father Abraham have mercy on that rich man in judgment? The answer is no. Not even a drop of water could he help with, let alone the salvation of his soul. So whenever he says to them that they were in need of repentance and forgiveness of sins, they were cut to the heart. I have no need of repentance. I have no need of forgiveness of sins. You can see it on people's faces. You tell a saved person, just at random, to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I was I was down, and I don't know what this person's heart was like, but I'll tell you my response. I was at Sam's one day and came around this corner and this woman said, I encourage you to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I broke out into tears and hugged that woman. I don't know if she was saved or unsaved. But that's the response to someone that has trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that we're sinners. A self-righteous man said, Well, what do I need? I did that already. You ever talk to somebody that did that? No, I repented already. They're holding on to something of themselves holding on to their self-righteousness of their perceived religion. You know, when he tells, you think about what he's saying here. He's talking to the religious elite. Jesus Christ said, unless your righteousness exceed, exceed that of the Pharisees, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. He's talking to those, remember, uh, 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 the high priest and the council and and, and the senate there of the Jews and and the Sadducees on both ends, the the conservatives and and the liberals of the day. He's talking to the religious power of, of, of the Jews, and he says that they are in need of repentance and forgiveness of sins. He wasn't talking to those in the gutter. He wasn't talking to the drunk. He wasn't talking uh, to the wayward woman. He was talking to the religious, saying you need repentance and forgiveness of sins, and it can only be had in this name, Jesus Christ, and we are his witnesses. And it cut him to the heart. Religiously unsaved people, particularly, particularly, will be cut to the heart. John chapter 16. You know, you, you, you you tell someone that, is just overwhelmed with the world and the flesh and sin and outwardly, there's no there's no, uh, there, 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 there's no, no presentation at all that they pretend to be religious at all. They will be less cut in the heart than a religious man. Religious people get fire poker hot mad. It, uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 1, These things I have spoken unto you that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogue. Well, who's in the synagogue? Religious people. It's not irreligious people that put people out of the synagogues. It's religious people that put people out of the synagogues. They shall put you out of the synagogues, yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you. Why will they kill you? Because they're cut in the heart. Killeth you will think that he doeth God service. What's the chief example? Apostle Paul. He went around killing people, thinking he was doing God's service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. They have not been pricked in the heart. They are cut in the heart. And they are religiously unsaved and behave like it. So who needs to hear this message of repentance? The self-righteous. Especially the religious. Oh yeah, he goes to church. He doesn't need to hear that. No, they especially need to hear that. Why were they cut in the heart? They were holding on to the self-righteousness. Because they had no need of repentance. No, I got, I got it figured out. I did that when I was a kid. Why did, why were they cut to the heart? They were holding on to their self-righteousness, having no need of salvation. Oh no, I did the steps. I saved my hell marys. I whatever. I've got all these gifts. Remember in Matthew chapter 7, these people that say, uh, that haven't we done all these wonderful works? There's a lot of people out here in these, quote, holiness churches that think they've got all these spiritual gifts, doing all this stuff, and they're, they're going headlong into a devil's hell. Why? Because in the religion, they're void of being pricked of God in the heart. You tell them they're wrong, they get mad. Why? Because they're relying on what they do and, the, and what they, they perceive is about them talking to a lady earlier this week and she was talking about uh you know the uh, what the holy ghost had done to her and i got the holy ghost and this and this and this and this and 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 not a word about the gospel of jesus christ you get mad because it's, it's about them you start kicking away the stools of them and they get real mad get defensive get angry being cut they want to slay people Oh, people won't like that anymore. You ever look in somebody's eyes when you tell them to repent? It makes people angry. Pricked or cut? That's the question. There are many that claim salvation, but they're only cut at the preaching of the Word of God. we well, you're not doing it right. Verse by verse. Pricked or cut, there are many having been pricked. They could do nothing else but continue gladly in the in the, the Lord. You see, Peter, I, I believe that he was a kind of a rough guy, and you can tell that by the Gospels. He was a rough guy. He was also a very plain and direct guy. He didn't dance around people's feelings and that kind of stuff. If you just needed somebody to, uh, j- just, oh, I need a, a, a soft speaker, someone real, really emotional, that'll co- really coddle me along through life, you wouldn't call Peter. But that's who was standing in front of him Peter. These people were pricked. It wasn't because Peter was so rude, because he said he expanded on these ideas in chapter 2. And by, it's almost like he's needling them a little bit in chapter 2, and they were pricked. It's the work of God that saves. I thank God that God does prick his people in the heart. And those being pricked can do nothing else but gladly continue in the Lord. I believe gladly and obediently in the Lord. And those that are cut in the heart are cut because their flesh so desires to have their its place. And you notice the phrase, self-righteous, was in every one of those, quote, excuses to be cut. It's all a matter of pride. Pride. So what makes the difference? It's not the difference of the mind, as those that in chapter 2 and chapter 5 were of the same cloth. They all have been taught historically under Judaism. They all had been taught the law. They all had been taught history, and they were the children of Abraham. They all had been taught the same thing. They all, in the main, were Jews. It's not a matter of ability, because both groups had the same qualities of the flesh. Right? He says in chapter chapter 2, Let all the house of Israel know assuredly. He says in chapter five that in in verse thirty one him hath God exalted with the right hand to be a prince and a savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. He's talking to the Jews on both accounts. Yeah. They both had the same ability of the flesh, which was none. They both were provided remedy or at least they were described remedy, and that that remedy is Jesus Christ alone. So the difference is not the mind. The difference is not the flesh. The difference is not the message, because both these people, groups of people, heard the same message. They heard the same decrees. They were both told the same things. What's the difference? It's a matter of the heart. I believe the Spirit pricks the heart unto salvation, repentance, and forgiveness of sins. I believe that's evident in this passage. Pricked or cut. I believe the natural man, the flesh, cuts the heart into anger. Why did Cain slay Abel? He was cut in the heart. Because he was rejected of God because the best works of his hands were not acceptable unto God right? We studied that in First John. That's why Cain slew Abel. Why do people get angry at the gospel? Now, I say this. I want to put in a big, long parenthetical here. There are, there are ways that we can be irritating that's not related to the gospel at all. I can be irritating to the flesh, and it's because I, through the flesh, am irritating someone else's flesh. I, I can do that, right? But I also want to say this. In spite of my efforts to irritate in the flesh, the power of God can prick someone in the heart. You see that evidenced by the case of Jonah. Right? Jonah, being mad and angry with God, said, yet 40 days and then it will be overthrown. And the entire city repented. They were pricked of God. You read that in chapter 3 of the book of Jonah. I believe Jonah wrote the book because he was pricked of God. The natural man is inclined to be angry, stubborn, and self-righteous. And will continue to do so. and, And will continue to be so until God Almighty pricks their heart. You know, when when these men in chapter 2 had were listening to Peter speak, I believe they were cut in the heart until God pricked their heart. I believe that thief hanging next to Jesus Christ, as he wagged his head just like the other one, was cut in the heart until God pricked his heart and asked that he remember him in his kingdom. I believe the natural man Cuts himself in the heart in anger, in stubbornness, and self-righteousness toward Jesus Christ. And it is the prevailing power of God in the new birth that takes that old cut heart, that wicked heart, and pricks it. And thank God he does. Because unless he did, every heart would die a cut heart. Thank God he does prick hearts. Thank God he does call sinners to repentance. Thank God he does grant new birth by the spirit of God drawing his people to Jesus Christ. The question, cut or pricked, which are you? So as I mentioned, by birth everyone is cut. Everyone is cut. And people can pretend like they're not. But deep down, they are cut. Because when you tell, and that word, repent, turn from yourself, you don't have what it takes, only in Jesus Christ is there salvation. That word draws out the cutting board, if you will. I believe that's a necessary word in the administration of the gospel. Because there's lots of people who believe on Messiah. The Jews believed on Messiah, but they didn't believe in Jesus. They believed, so they thought, as Jesus, and we read it in John chapter 5. They thought they had eternal life in the scriptures, but when they testified of Christ and He alone, they rejected Him. Turning from self righteousness, from religion, from anything that is good or perceived good about oneself, turning. From, from from law, from seed, whatever, and turn into Christ and He alone. Are you pricked or cut? Have you... So then if you have been pricked, that is evidence at one time you were cut. No one that has ever been pricked has never lived a life that they were not cut by the gospel initially. What do we mean by that? Again, by nature, all are cut and offended that they're not good enough before God. All are offended by that. Thank God he does prick the heart of sinners. Thank God he does. But when he pricks the heart of sinners, there are some things that accompany that. He pricks the heart unto repentance, he has granted repentance to Israel. He pricks the heart in forgiveness of sins. He pricks the heart unto salvation. So if someone says that they're saved, yet their heart is cut at the preaching of the gospel, there is no repentance, they live a life in sin, yet say they're saved, there's a lie in there somewhere. Those that have been pricked are glad about it and are obedient about it. Find an example contrary-wise in the Word of God. How does he do this? How, how does he grant forgiveness of sins? Well, I know his end of it. What is Peter doing in both in both passages? He's telling the, sin, he's telling the sinners. You're a sinner. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died and rose again for sinners. Repent and believe the gospel. That's what he says to both groups. The beautiful gospel message. The pricked or cut. I cannot prick anyone's heart. Not unto salvation. In Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10, verse 11. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. Thank God for that. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why would they do it? Because God has pricked them in the heart. Listen to what Paul says. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Well, again, that belief, that granting of belief is from God. And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? Does God write it in the sky? Kind of, sort of, yeah. But how do they hear? The preaching of the word of God. And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? That's that's us. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. What's the gospel? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, bringing peace, the tranquil state of a soul assured of its station before God, and so fearing nothing from God because of that gospel, and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Why not? Some are pricked, some are cut. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Prick or cut. Child of God broadcast that simple, blessed message. The simple, blessed message. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Jesus, the Son of God, sent by God to die in the place of his people, to grant repentance and forgiveness of sins. The Lord will prick the hearts of his elect. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So says the Lord Jesus Christ. Did they hear the audible voice of God? No. Did they hear the voice of God through the word, the gospel ministry of of his people? Absolutely. The Lord will save his people from their sins. He will prick the hearts of his people every last thinking one of us and you know what the hearts of men will be cut along the way it's inevitable if you can find a system that you can only talk to save people or the elect well that's just not how it is did jesus christ talk to only the elect he's god he knows who the elect are who he died for did he only talk to the elect no He cut a lot of people's or a lot of people's hearts were were cut because of him, weren't they? If we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, just like the Lord himself and just like Peter, there will be hearts that are cut. And we're going to dig into some of that on Tuesday. There will be hearts that will cut. And that's the Lord's business. Our business is to broadcast that blessed gospel. Sinner, I know the word of God cuts your heart. You know how I know that? Because before the Lord pricked my heart, my heart was cut every time I heard. I wanted that preacher to just shut up every time. I wanted to be done, I wanted to be out. I know what it means to be cut in the heart. I know, was I angry enough to kill somebody? No, but was I angry enough to try to ruin people? Yeah. Angry. Angry. I know what it's like to be cut in the heart. Thank God I also know what it's like to be pricked in the heart. I know that God pricks the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. I encourage you, as Peter declared, so long ago that Jesus Christ the Son of God taking flesh upon himself flesh and blood being like unto his brethren died for his people was buried and rose again he took the offense of sin upon himself as a substitute for his people he satisfied the wrath of God he granted Repentance and forgiveness of sins unto his people and continues to do so and will continue to do so until the very last. There is no salvation by any other name. You can't do it, you're not good enough. Thank God Jesus Christ is. May God prick your heart, grant you repentance, faith toward Jesus Christ, and forgiveness of sins. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word.